0: Oh. oh hi! <laughs> I was just actually just picking my nose. <laughs> and now, wow, lucky this is well, audio. That's caught on tape. Yeah,
1: yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> it's more of a scratch. Was more of a scratch. It was just a little scratch. It's completely fine. Don't be grossed out, listeners. <laughs> um, hello, welcome to our Which podcast. Which reminds me,
0: the other day when I was looking at Two um, GB's website, um, and I was just poking around because it was something I, you know, that'd been that interview with. Scott Morrison or something, they had a video there of the, of Bill Shorten picking his nose, which, oh, my gosh. Is that just, the one that ran
1: at the Midwinter Ball?
0: Yes, it wrong. was, yeah, which I'd never seen it before. Like, maybe it's just because I don't mix in the right circles. But that was played during um, Tony Abbott's speech, the Midwinter Ball, which I thought was, like, the most hardcore thing to do. Yeah. He was making quite a funny speech about, you know, um, well, I just ate an onion, but, I mean, people eat weird stuff. And he's it? got Kevin eating his ears, yeah, waxing,
1: yeah. oh, um, I know you can't do anything these days without fear that somebody might be filming you on their iphone right and and it could
0: go from one person knowing about it to five hundred thousand people knowing about it um in overnight really it's a very comforting thought isn't it well it is really so <laughs> anyway i was just scratching i really was just, which is traditionally the defense of the nose picker <laughs> who's caught It's like oh there was a bit of dry skin I was just like scratching it just looked like i was really <laughs> up to the second knuckle you know
1: it just so happened that i was rolling with my iphone so we'll that, just pop that out on social media and get the things in so but
0: even like you know I was remember when Hillary Clinton got done for making that remark about flying into Kosovo under fire or whatever, Oh, yeah. You know? And then there was the video of her landing in an orderly fashion and sort of stepping forward to accept a bouquet of flowers from a... Uh, Oh, there we go.
1: It's the regular chat ten Looks three interruptions. Interruption. Why don't we just Drink. walk out together and see who it is? No. We'll just keep ourselves tethered. We're at my house. I think, so. I think it might be Brendan and oh. my children God, come to get me. Oh, and now there's a plane flying over. Yeah, here okay. I like that we're actually tied
0: together. Oh, it's your children. Hi, Brendan. Hi. hi kids.
1: Hey, Daniel, we're recording our podcast. Oh. Would, you, would you like to say Hi. Say hi to everybody. Say hi, everyone. Hi, hi everyone. <laughs> do you know the chat? Do you know the chat? Ten looks three song. Yeah. Let's have a little sing of it. Crab, and sails. We'll change to the letters. We'll the... oh, <laughs> ah,
0: very good. Oh, the poison seeps down through the
1: generations, he's doesn't my, it? Here's my little one. Hi, hi. How are you? Okay. Oh, very good. Come what in. I like is that both of these children. Hi, Brendan. Hi. Hi, Brendan. seeing you
0: here. Both of those children are wearing items of my children's clothing. I know. Oh, yeah. It's,
1: it's yeah, it's yeah, it's a bit um, bit like that. Hey, we're just recording um a podcast, so we'll come out in a sec. Yep, okay, right. thanks. Uh, there's cupcakes on the table. Just oh, saying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. We're just going to shut ourselves in here, okay? You, here. Can you go play with Dad? Bye there you go.
0: (laughs) At least they weren't trying to get us to do yoga. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: Now, where were we? Oh, I was just on um, Hillary Clinton and, you know, all of a sudden her casual remark that, oh, I remember flying into Kosovo under fire, becomes a demonstrable and immediate falsehood and that video gets played again and again and that's sort of,
1: you know, that's it. Like the Brian Williams thing, which we've talked about on the podcast before, yes. See Mm. previous episodes, listeners. Hey, now, um, a couple of podcasts ago, we were talking about the fact that we happened to be going to the theatre on the same night. Yes. And we did indeed bump into each other at interval. Um, It was The Present, which is an Anton Chekhov play, and it was his first play, so it's considered to be not a very good play.
0: Considered to be rubbish by him, by his sister, by his closest friends. It was kind of in a suitcase for years and years. And And let's be
1: honest. It was a bit rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) The writing... I thought actually the production, the Sydney Theatre Company production, I thought they'd done definitely the best of what you could do with somebody's lesser work. Well, I mean, the thing about... I mean, Andrew Upton does this a lot. He
0: adapts um, uh, plays. And there's like a real vogue for this at the moment in um, playwriting in Australia, I think. Like where you take a work by, you know, Chekhov or Gogol or somebody like that and you... um, rewrite it in a more you know using snappier modern language and you know and if you do it like Upton you in, you insert you know quite a bit of humour so you update it from the the Russian humour <laughs> to a more yeah. locally flavoured humor and and then it's sort of The Present by Andrew Upton and Chekhov <laughs> Jim which is smaller. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's like having a um a great writing partnership with a genius without ever having to meet them or you know um although there's plays, of course you can't do that um with like the estate of Samuel Beckett for yes. instance. Is very, very full on about how you can't change anything, you can't use music, you can't change a word of the
1: play. It has to be the same. Hugo Weaving was telling me because they just did Ed's. <laughs> they just did Ed's. Oh, sorry, allow me to pick up that name that I just dropped. Um, I interviewed him on the 7:30. It wasn't like he just ragged to of talk of about this. As that you were reclining
0: anything. with a post <laughs> cigarette. <laughs>
1: Um, And he was saying, like, even the blocking is the same. Everything is the same. They are absolutely, you know, meticulous in that it must all be the same. Reminds me of when I lived in the US. Have you ever been to, in Philadelphia, the Barnes Foundation? No. So it's this private house owned by, used to be owned by Dr. Barnes. I think his first name might be Williams. I can't remember. One of those great private art collectors in Mm. the United States. And he has amassed the most extraordinary collection of modern art, 20th century art. But he stipulated in his will that when he died, the house where the art was held had to be kept exactly as it was on the day that he died. The artwork could not be rotated, so the art that he owned that was in the in storage was to never be seen again. What is it with these people? I know. So it
0: prompted this What motivation enormous, could there possibly be?
1: I don't know. I guess because it was his art and he wanted it displayed like he wanted it and he curated it to be how... He, he wanted it to be. Anyway, of course, then it became a massive, massive legal row between the Barnes Foundation and the um, city of Philadelphia and various other people. There was a, there's a documentary made about it, actually, which whose name escapes me, but we'll try to put it on our website. Do you know why I thought to say that? Because Brendan just walked in. Yeah. wwwchat 10 looks three Look it up. And also... Um, Go to iTunes and put a review if you like us. And thanks everyone who does leave a review. By the way, sometimes when I'm feeling a bit blue, I go and look at the iTunes oh, reviews. Oh It Makes me feel you're so organised in that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So look, it was um, it was not some of Chekhov's best work, I think we can say. But I mean, like, the thing is,
0: you know, you get these plays, and I mean, I think that. Upton's version is certainly funnier and definitely snappier and almost certainly shorter than the original. Um, and once you then put Richard Roxburgh and Kate Blanchett mm. in, I mean, it's hard to have a bad night. Yeah, know? totally. Um,
1: they were both fantastic.
0: What about Kate Blanchett? Like, the thing that I absolutely am transfixed by with her, apart from, you know, she has like an... A genuine luminosity, which is—I don't know how that actually works chemically in a human being. She actually looks like she just travels with her own personal She's cinematographer. A few
1: light bulbs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: She's, but also, that's—it's the lower register of her voice, oh, and I mean, yeah. I reckon you can say really shit lines. But if you know, what was that? Um, God, what was that play that she was in? Um, oh, a couple of years back. And there was a character know, in there yeah. called um, Solange, and she just, oh, every now and then, she'd say, Solange! <laughs> Solange! No, it's, I think it's the one where they are two maids. Oh, shit, I can't even remember what their well, name is. Look, is so it the ridiculous. maids? It must have been the maids. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, say, yeah narrow it down.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was the maids. It's,
1: it's Eugene What's wrong with oh, my
0: amazing. brain? Yeah, it was the maids. Yeah. Solange! <laughs> every now and again, when I'm, you know, <laughs> wandering around the really... house, I'll just yell, <laughs> Solange! Oh, my God's sake, there's another. Doorbell. I reckon okay. Brendan can get that. I
1: think Brendan can. And also my uh, three-year-old just loves pressing the doorbell. Yeah, right, So okay. that could be okay. just part of the game. Uh, so just ignore it. Um, uh, what was what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, voices. I wonder if, to get the Kate Blanchett voice, like did Kate Blanchett say to herself at a certain point, don't speak like I'm speaking now. Speak All low the time hands. we need to just be yeah. speaking in a calm and mell- mellifluous mm. manner. It's
0: just... It's the force, though. Yeah. I mean, like, she has this incredibly resonant. There's this one line. It's like Malcolm's voice, but a girl. <laughs> There's one line, and it's just one word in that play. And, you know, something, some incredible plot twist has just happened. And, you know, someone's wife has run off with somebody's husband. And she just turns to the character who's just revealed it and just says, Gosh. <laughs> it's the greatest line (laughs) and it it offers so little by way of actual writing skill but it's this thoroughly enjoyable half second where you just think how do
1: you do that with your voice i know how do you do it it's pretty cool so yeah
0: i you know good night
1: out i've been speaking of Chekhov. i've been reading penguin has you left a
0: bit early there didn't you yeah
1: i did i snuck out actually i'm just
0: because you were so buggered and it was a long play
1: i know I'm so tired. Yeah, you,
0: you would be a black walker out though, I reckon. Oh like, yeah, not out of theatre so much, but you'd be a you'd be a cinema. Well, I walker outerer, wouldn't
1: you? Yeah, I can't I can't think of any examples of. I am a walker Um I can remember <laughs> a bad night. I'm also a staunch. I will not give a standing ovation unless it deserves it, and right, I don't okay. care if everyone around me is standing up. I will not be bullied into standing up something that doesn't deserve to be stood up for. Um, I remember once seeing... It was a Barry Kosky production of a night or something or other. And I can't even begin to tell you about how much I hated it. It was the sort of thing where it's like meant to be a revelation that somebody like stands up and there's menstrual blood running down their legs. and oh. Aren't we so arty and theatrical? Anyway, I just at the curtain call... I sat there with my arms folded and I tried to individually make eye contact with every person on stage to just stare daggers at them, (laughs) make them realise this was crap and I hated it. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: um, I get less angry than you (laughs) possibly, conceivably, but one thing that I will not be tricked into, no matter how tempted I am, is the clapping along at the end of any, you know, like when at the end of, yeah, and then that terrible thing that crowds do, you know, clap along to the last number. I'm like, no, I'm not participating. You're entertaining me. I'm not clapping along. No, I'm not. I'm not. Because the other thing that really shits me is that when crowds clap along at the end of shows, although I've moderated my approach since I've had children, I must say, because sometimes I go to a kids thing and I'm, I'll clap along like a loon, right. just because, you know, you do dumb things you your around kids. Um, but yeah, you how know, crowds start clapping and then they clap faster and faster yeah, and they're yeah, out of time with yeah, the music. It's yeah. unbearable. Yeah, I
1: hate that too. It's really, yeah. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. Um, yeah, the standing ovation. I think standing ovations are given out way too freely. That should be for mm. something really, really special basically, not for yeah, okay. just something a bit ordinary. The hi. Hi. That's who's my kids. children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, she was just
0: peeping in to see if there were any chocolates in here. Mm-hmm.
1: I can't recall the film I walked out of, but I remember another film that I particularly hated was Moulin Rouge, which I know might surprise <laughs> you because oh, you I be loved that film. Oh, like, oh, I enjoyed feel. it. No, I hated it. Oh, well, yeah. And mm-hmm. I sat there, I was with, with my friend Stu, and he said to me at the end, he said, You just, just he said, I, Look, I quite liked it, but you destroyed. Hi, Auds. We're just recording our podcast. Would you um, like to say hi to everyone? Wow, you're dressed as a. Chicken,
0: that's duck. interesting. Duck, my sorry. Duck. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That was a horrible blunder.
1: Stu okay. said to me, you completely destroyed any of my enjoyment of that because all I could he said you just had your arms tightly folded and all I could hear the whole time was you going. Oh.
0: <laughs> well, I walked out of Chicago. I've only walked out of two films. One Are you most, joking? Yeah, no, I'm not joking. I am Just, just... found it really annoying. Sorry. Wow. Yeah, that was one of the greatest films of the past. Oh, it was not. What did you oh, not like? What was annoying god. about it? Just, uh, oh, it was just sort of so bloody blousy mean. and OTT, oh, and just. Oh my god, I can't even. I really it. couldn't stand Catherine blousy and OTT. Yet you liked Moulin Rouge. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Fair wow. enough. At least I don't know. I just found. It, I remember finding it quite annoying. The other film. Yes, darling. Um, What's that? I am no friends here. What can you? Oh <laughs> no! Just because
1: you don't have any friends here. All right, go and read a book. I'll see you in 10 minutes. Okay. We're nearly done. we nearly done. I'll tell you exactly how long. Hang on, let me look at the timer. We are. Oh, hang on, I got the passcode wrong. We are. Uh, yeah. 16 you, minutes away. She found a cracker. <laughs> um, she's dressed as sure. a duck. Um, I know our children want to spend time with us on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> anyway,
0: yeah, so. We've had I about uh, like 10 hours of really full on togetherness so far. Since dawn, so yeah, we're, that's out, right. you
1: know, we're You're quick. on your own, kids. Go out there and annoy
0: Um The other film um, that I walked out of with Jeremy was um, Crash, the 1996 David Cronenberg film. Never saw that. Starring James Spader with the most ridiculous ridiculous storyline it was about um, people who got an erotic thrill out of um, car crashes and there was like some scene where James Spader is then like is actually like having sex with a dead body that's been smashed up and I just went and we just went oh my god actually life is too short there is probably a (laughs) pair of pints at a pub near here that await us
1: I can't believe that The two films are that, which sounds execrable. And Chicago. I know. Maybe it just was... I'm
0: sure Chicago is a film under other circumstances. I would be, you know...
1: Funnily enough, I I came out, you'd be surprised. I thought it was a masterpiece. But my friend that I was with uh, was completely underwhelmed as well. Yeah, right. It's one of my favourite musicals. I think that music is fantastic and I it's, i often find myself It wasn't
0: really the music it was the it was the it was the acting it was the acting really I just oh, I don't oh. know it was so oh, I, I found
1: Renée Zellweger pretty annoying I thought Catherine zeta yeah. was awesome I, th- I actually thought Richard Gere was a bit of a revelation too I really liked him yeah uh. When that one about it's not gonna work. All it tells so about is love. That's love. Like, yeah. well. I should never have mentioned. I know. This. If only I'd known. Riva I should, should never talking have
0: about this. I would have prepared this. a whole speech. No, that's why I didn't. Nervous. That is why I didn't uh, <laughs> give you I, the green light in advance.
1: I was going to say before we got off check of that. Um, do you know?
0: Well, like, just can I just make the note and yeah. just report that before we hit record on this thing, you asked me if, if any of my children had a toy piano, <laughs> and I said no. And Are she, you going to tell me now that they do? No, I'm not. Oh. They absolutely do not. I mean, they have a recorder. There's a recorder knocking around.
1: I'm going to sing along and play that. Well,
0: exactly. Yeah. That's why I'm offering it to you. Something that oh, oh, occupies your mouth. Oh, you're a tragic figure.
1: Our yeah, audience likes my music numbers. That's all I Yeah, say, okay.
0: I no, so. keep believing it. Keep believing it. <laughs> um, don't stop oh.
1: believing. Have you ever watched The Sopranos?
0: The Sopranos, yeah.
1: Oh, good. Okay, so you've that the song's final... not from that, is yes, it? Yes, it's in the final. Oh, is episode. It? oh okay. That's the music that's playing when they're in the domino. Oh, right. And it's the I most perfect. That was from Glee. Ju- well, it is also from Glee. It's yeah. the most perfect juxtaposition of menacing, like almost unwatchable. Oh my god, something really awful's going to happen. But With then a kind the shirpy, of kooky. upbeat, yeah. Do you know, I
0: haven't, I haven't watched the conclusion of The Sopranos. I haven't watched the final series yet, actually.
1: Oh, okay. I need so to get onto that
0: probably. That.
1: It now um, means every time I hear that song, I feel vague unease. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how weird That's quite that is That is actually racked. quite funny um, what about how oh my god I was talking to um, we've been shooting this week um, with uh, <laughs> with um, a very funny crew of people and our um, cameraman Kevin was um, talking about uh, going to shoot an interview with James Gandolfini mm. um, they were in LA and the interview got um, organised at the last minute. They for At The Movies or something like that. And um, they got there with, like, five minutes to spare and they didn't have the right tape or something, oh. like, some piece of equipment. And so Kevin had to run back to the hotel room and, like... Is like, Gandolfini
1: already there? Waiting? Right, yeah. Oh
0: or he's about to get there. And he's like, oh, shit, it's going to be late. And so he, he runs back, panting, bursts into the room. Gandolfini's there. The journo's there. And... Gandolfini just goes into absolute meltdown. Oh. You fucking why? Why you? can't you take the piss. I've been here for ten minutes. Oh, no. Just this full paint stripping, Tony Soprano meltdown. And Kevin's just like, oh my god, this is incredible. And then all of a sudden, Gandolfini just goes, I just yanked your chain. Like, oh. and the journos put him up to like. Put oh. this performance on, the greatest stitch-up of all time. Oh. Can you imagine that? <laughs> <laughs> that is... What a great gag. Ten points
1: to the journey. Yeah. for pulling that off, because that would have been truly...
0: Yeah, terrifying. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, my
1: God, that's great. Take a few
0: years off your life, would not it?
1: You know something that I find impressive? Like, I adored The Sopranos. Yes. I've watched it about three times mm. in total. Um, Edie Falco, Carmel Soprano, goals. Yeah. And I've watched about three seasons over the past few years of Nurse Jackie. Oh,
0: is... right. Yeah, I've never watched any of that.
1: And the thing that just blows my mind, like being such a fan of The Sopranos and knowing that character so well and being so invested to them, like the degree that they're actual real people. Mm. Even now I occasionally find myself feeling like, oh, I wonder what Tony and Carmilla are up to. Oh. Um, not for one frame from the first episode of Nurse Jackie did I ever think of Carmela Sopranos. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was so... Same with the other actor who did that, and I thought it was super impressive, was um, David Duchovny. on it. Mm. No, um, David Duchovny in Californication, which I really loved the first yeah. couple of seasons of, it then sort of jumped the shark. But, you know, he's played Agent Mulder on X-Files. Yeah. He's so associated with that character. And then the character on Californication, so he's the sort of buttoned up yeah. dude on X-Files. The Californication character is this sort of charismatic, womanising, sexy dude Um Again, not for one frame. Right? Yeah. Ever think it's Agent Mulder? Which is that's an incredible achievement when you are so associated with a certain.
0: But then moment. you've got actors that play the same person in every film, like you yeah. know uh, Bruce Willis, who just is yeah. You know?
1: Which is Jack Nicholson as well, I reckon. But that's if you like that shtick. Like I want Jack Nicholson to always mm. just be doing Jack Nicholson because mm. I like jack nicholson
0: you probably want bruce willis to be just being bruce willis as well don't you because you're
1: tragic love (laughs) diehard
0: i know you do oh god um hey i did see um a good new australian movie the other day hmm. um starring robin butler you know from the the librarians God, she's so funny and clever and um she and her husband wayne hope made this film it's got portia de rossi and it's called now add honey yeah it's really like it's You know, it's a kind of, it's an Australian comedy Mm -hmm. and it's about um, uh, this family, they've got a cousin, um, they're sort of slightly dysfunctional family, got a cousin who happens to be like a real teen pop star in the States and her mother is Portia de Rossi who is Robin Butler's sister and they come and visit and, you know, the whole place goes crazy and um, it's kind of like a bit of a little morality tale about what's important, you know, in a... Young girls' life and body image and all this sort of stuff. Mm. It's really, really cool little film. Like a great kind of feel good, really good one for young girls to watch. I reckon. Okay. Although I might say it's probably. I mean, you'd want to be sort of ten or eleven, I reckon. And I took my daughter, who's eight, and then consequently spent the whole <laughs> film just going, "Oh God, is there going to be an adult concept?" And <laughs> and um, I <I'd>, um. <laughs> I I sort of took her as a treat because you know I had been away for a couple of days and I um, you know really wanted to hang out with her and give her a little treat, and she was of course so thrilled because the word "dickhead" was used in the film and on the way on the way home she's like, "Dickhead!" Like, oh great, Great. top parenting. Thanks, Robin Butler. Yeah, I know. She's such a talent though, Robin Butler. I reckon she's. Awesome and the and yeah, she's she's great in this and, film. Yeah. And
1: also, like I love that she and Wayne Hope keep coming up with great projects. Like they're yeah. some of the few people that are just coming out consi- with consistently good work, you know, time after time. So I really highly rate them. I bumped into Robin Butler one time in a toilet at Parliament House, and I didn't want to. I've just and got someone. such a habit
0: of bumping into people in toilets. Like, <laughs> well, at that time we had we we got stood up by Helen Garner at lunch, and then we were both so overwhelmed and kind of really <laughs> weird about it because we were like had to be looking forward to so much, and then we just got the dates mixed up and. Um, <laughs> You went to the toilet and ran into Ian Thorpe. <laughs> that
1: was and, the funniest and... <laughs> day, because we're in such a state. And then when I, by the time, my nerves were so jangling by the time I bumped into Ian Thorpe. And he's going, hey, hey, how are you going? And I've gone, oh, Ian, it's, I'm terrible. We've just been stood up by Helen Garner. And like Thorpe, he's just looked at me like, get this crazy bird away from me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's when you came back to the table, we were trying to order. And, and I, she said, well, what should we order? And I said, well, why don't we order the bitter chicory of rejection?" (laughs) Abandonment, you said. Abandonment, the bitter chicory of abandonment. And and you said, I can't see it on the menu. (laughs) I'm sure they'd whip it up for us.
1: We're already tasting it. Oh, God. (laughs) That was very, very funny. Um, no, but I saw Robin Butler in the toilet and then I felt too shy. I sort of went, oh, that I didn't want to say because I was worried I'd do the whole, oh, you're Robin Butler, you're so awesome. So I didn't say anything. And then I thought, I should have said you're And really she was awesome. like,
0: oh, you're Julia Gillard.
1: You're so great. I <laughs> <laughs> love your work. <laughs> um, now, we keep getting off my Chekhov thing. Which Sorry, is, mate. Yeah. Uh, that I am reading, Penguin does these little things Called Penguin Specials, which yep. are shorter than a regular book. Yep. Anna Funder has done one. Oh, now I can't remember the stupid title of it, but it is based. It yeah, If you look it up, that'd be good. It is based on. If it's on... Anna Funder,
0: it'll be, of course, annoyingly brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it,
1: well, it is. I'm about halfway through it. It's, I met her um... at
0: dinner once and she's delightful. I just thought, oh, uh, God, I was really hoping you'd be a bit of a shit, know, I actually.
1: That's what I was talking about you before I knew you as well. Um, oh, what's
0: it but called? But then you found out that I walked out of Chicago. So <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, it is the girl with the dogs. A, is that what she's called? Yes, oh, the girl with the dogs. It's yeah, called I, the girl
0: with the dogs because well, it was the original was called the, the lady with the
1: dog. The lady with the little white dog, I think it was yeah, called yeah. by Anton Chekhov, and so which is an absolutely brilliant. It's like, brilliant, it's like a flawless short story. <sighs> it is the best short story. It Gets more ever. and more annoying. No, not angry. Anna's. The Chekhov. All oh, right. Okay. Oh, the Anna's is totally rubbish. <laughs> no. heartening news I, look hats off to Anna to sort of do a re of it because it's one of those things that you just think that is the most fully formed perfect piece of work Yeah, there's nothing more to be done there that that ground is scorched earth anyway Anna's is great I'm really enjoying it so I recommend keeping an eye out for both of those to read and they're both you can knock them up both of them now is it about Chekhov
0: that just leads people to think oh, I might have a crack at that myself because <laughs> you don't really get that so much with like nobody ever adapts Nabokov.
1: No, I don't know. Um, people do it a bit with Shakespeare, don't they, too? Sure. where They read I mean, it in the modern just, era. It's, it's endlessly available. A bit of cross-dressing. Yeah, what is it about bit a piece of... of work that makes people think, hey, you know what, I could do a version of that and I can bring something new to it?
0: Well, with Shakespeare, you know, there's those sort of eternal themes that you can then, like... Put together, even quite a sort of a populist modern film about you know, and, and say that it's a, it, it's a twist on yeah you know, Romeo. It's a modern day Romeo and Juliet yeah. thing, and it immediately gives the thing a shape, I suppose, mm. because there's such universally accepted story arcs. But Chekhov, you know, is not necessarily like that. What's that great line in with Nail and I? Oh, he's going to stay. He's going. To, he's starring in a production of the Seagull. Can't bear it. All those. Women staring out of windows and whining about ducks flying to Moscow. <laughs> oh my God, that film! I know it's the greatest tragic film of all time, but you know, with you now and I, but and I know that I've it's a special kind. Cu- what? I don't think you that. haven't seen it. No, I don't
1: think so.
0: Okay, I think. Ah, here's the thing, though. You might see it and really hate it. Like I reckon I could. Mm. So you know, Michael Bowers, the mm-hmm. snapper for the Guardian. I reckon I could sit there with Bowers and feel about an hour just throwing lines from With Nail and I back and forth. It's terrible. So Richard E. Grant in it.
1: Yeah, I know that.
0: And Paul McGann. Right. And they are these sort of awkward friends that live in these terrible squat houses whilst trying to succeed as actors. And it's just, it's full of absurdly quotable lines. It's very funny, very wow. dark, very kind of London in Do you 60s. reckon
1: knowing me that I would like it or not?
0: I reckon you would, yeah. yeah might have but then again, I've been horribly wrong before. <laughs>
1: you would have thought that you As were I right I can in Chicago. T-
0: <laughs> As I could tell from, you know, the piles of books you coldly return <laughs> unread <laughs> periodically when I've enthusiastically said
1: Hey, I was thinking about I probably should raise this with you off you know, oh no! Go it. on. Let's just go it. No, Stick it I in this.
0: This a, a, like, a square inch of unkicked ass right here.
1: If you'd like to take aim. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I do decide to divest myself of a lot of books, I thought we could have like the Great Chat Ten Looks Three. picnic. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And just, yeah. I'll bring all my books and Chat Ten people can come and everyone just brings a plate. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, so, and and I can sign them all as Tony Abbott. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we'll
0: actually go through and sign all the books as from their yeah, authors. Yeah, why don't we do
1: like fake signs oh, Dear So and so hope you enjoy it. Love
0: Ian McEwen. My friend and my friend Rachel and I went through this stage where um, we would give each other a book um, for our birthdays and then inscribe it with the author's name. Like <laughs> you know, like dear Rachel, you've taught me everything I know about taught narrative Ian McEwen. <laughs> It's so stupid, but I think like one day when we're both dead and our books are, you know, in circulation, someone will think God, I've got this amazing colour. Kind of that
1: does... I I love that, though, because it means every time you ever look at that book, you'll have a little chuckle. Oh, I yeah, absolutely. That. A friend and I did a holiday in Prince Edward Island together, one of my oldest friends, when I lived in the US, and because we're both Anne of Green Gables fans, and we bought these really beautiful, quite big, annotated copies of Anne of Green Gables, mm. and we wrote lengthy inscriptions to each other in the front, using lots of in-gags that we'd had on the She's holidays.
0: She's still got hers. Yours is in the bin, of course. <laughs>
1: Do you ever throw out your own books? Do you like
0: detainee 002. Oh, it's
1: getting on. <laughs> <laughs> He's out
0: of prison now,
1: so do it's I an really, update. Do I really need to own a hard copy of this? <laughs> no. Um, anyway, I still, every time I look at, read my, you know, letter from Melissa in the front of my own of Green Gables, it just really makes me laugh, which is always... Well,
0: oh, there you go, job. Melissa. You're the winner in this lottery, aren't you? She still cares about
1: you. <laughs> Prime Ministers. <laughs> I'm going to make a confession to you. I haven't turfed the wife or anything, but you oh. know the Mitford book you gave him for Christmas? Yeah. I did give it away. Give gone. <laughs> I gave it to somebody for work.
0: That's not even a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> I inscribed that. I inscribed that lovingly. Oh my god. You could have to be you have to be brought down with a tranquilizer dart <laughs> and a lethal injection. You're a monster. I really don't. Where will you stop? <laughs> I nearly told you in the podcast. That's not even <laughs> that's, that's nine months ago. That's a, that's only barely a human gestation period ago. I have books that I haven't even unwrapped in that period of time. In the podcast God. where I what is um, wrong with you? In the podcast.
1: Where I told you that I gave right battle lines in my head, I was thinking, should I tell her I've given away the McFid one? And I thought, no, she might take offence. Anyway. Okay, can I just,
0: can I just, I'm going to do something a bit unethical uh, right now. I'm going to read out an email I got from your husband (laughs) recently. Wow, this is taking a nasty Uh, (laughs) turn. Oh God, now my goddamn internet's down, typically. Oh, what a shame. Yeah. Oh, she is. likes to sing the song while we wait nice no. she was
1: gonna say well you really chat...
0: you really needn't <laughs> 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 all right here we go so so I I was saying to him oh my god you know your wife god <laughs> um and uh he says because you're in the middle of moving house and Phil says I mean Brendan says oh, I just saved three books of three boxes of books destined for the scrap heap by smuggling them book by book to a uni free exchange shelf. It's it's like how Andy Dufresne gradually dumped the dirt out of his trousers <laughs> bit by bit while he was tunnelling out in the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> I had to personally rescue one book that still had the thank you note from the author wedged in as a bookmark. <laughs> and then in his special indexing way, yeah. he's actually appended to this email.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, little sequences from the Shawshank Redemption right. and from The Great Escape, which, as he footnotes, did this concept first.
1: Wow. I'm That's... beginning
0: to understand your life.
1: Brendan's actually taking like his chat ten to heart. If he's now appending his emails with the actual yeah. click on these links. Yes, in he is. To my That's content. exactly wow. what he's doing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, This is just a casual exchange where we're just mutually abusing you in your absence. <laughs> Now, um,
1: we had a few more things to talk about, but we've hit the thirty two minute mark yeah, and I told the audience right. that we would be out two minutes ago, so yeah, we gotta we get that
0: can down the road dash. baby
1: exactly okay, we'll see you guys next time oh,
0: still Milford oh. girls, really.